This week's episode is sponsored by Hope Beauty USA. You can check them out at hopebeautyusa.com. Use code CROWNINGMOMENT at checkout for 10% off your order. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get started with our interview question of the day, remember to listen, pause, and then answer for yourself. If I were to ask any of your friends what are three qualities about you, what would they tell me? We are officially on YouTube. If you are listening out there on any of those social media platforms and want to get to something a little bit quicker, YouTube is your best bet. Definitely subscribe to the Crowning Moment podcast channel as well as put that ring notification on so you'll know every time that I post. Our updated posting schedule will be 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, so make sure you're checking out Crowning Moment every Monday. We have a new series on the podcast called Tuesday Take with Casey, where I get down to the bottom of all of the news in the pageant world. Recently, we've been talking about Miss Universe as well as the United States of America pageant system and what lawsuit is going on there. So definitely check out Tuesday Take with Casey on YouTube and our social media Instagram at Crowning Moment Podcast. <laughs> This week is Thanksgiving, and what better way to celebrate than doing a giveaway? In this Thanksgiving giveaway for Crowning Moment Podcast, I will be giving away a piece of our new merch that has not released yet, so I'm super excited. You'll have to just wait and maybe smell it out a little later. Our second item we'll be giving away for our Thanksgiving giveaway is $100 off entry for the North Carolina, South Carolina High School America pageant. This can go for the elementary ages as well as junior high, high school, or collegiate. And our final item on our giveaway is from Kay Garcia Productions. This is a photographer out of Massachusetts, and she will be giving away a valued at $260 discount. This will cover a full princess session. That is a one-hour session with three different outfit changes or three looks and 10 edited digital images. If you choose to upgrade your package, you can still use that $260 discount for an upgraded package. She's located in Fall River, Massachusetts. And if you have any more questions or looking to find out what her work looks like, check out k.garciaproductions on Instagram. So if you're interested in joining in on the giveaway, head over to my Instagram at Crowning Moment Podcast to learn more about how to enter. You can enter even if you're not in North Carolina or South Carolina. Hope you guys have fun enjoying our giveaway this year. We will have another one for New Year's, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hello, I am Brandy Pope. Um, I am a social media influencer. Um, I was also Mrs. Virginia America 2012 and Mrs. Virginia United States 2021. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy to have you on here, Brandy. I explained a little bit before we got started how I came across you and your content. My cousin, Grace, shout out to her. She is a business and beauty and fragrance student at SCAD in Savannah, Georgia. And she was on TikTok and she was like, you have got to watch this lady's content. It is so good. And when I realized that you had created a palette with Lisa Opie, I was like sold. She has to podcast. I love Lisa and the palette is phenomenal. I have not purchased it myself, but I definitely will be because it is such good colors. I absolutely need it in my makeup kit. So I want to talk about that just a little bit. What was the process behind, you know, making your own palette, especially working with Lisa? I bet that was exciting because she is such a wonderful person. 
Oh my gosh. It was honestly, I say it all the time, but it was really a dream come true. This is something that I have, I've always loved makeup since, since I was a little girl. I've always loved makeup. Um, and I've always thought about, you know, what it would look like to create my own makeup line or my own palette, uh, my own lipstick, you name it, you know? So when I decided to compete for Mrs. United States, I decided when I saw Lisa's content and her really the beauty by lady code page, I was looking at all the makeup and I'm like, wow, like they do amazing work. I have to book them for this pageant. And so I booked them not knowing that there was a lady code ambassador award. I didn't even know that that was a thing until I was at the pageant. Um, and when they mentioned that, they said, you know, basically anybody that has booked uh, with Lady Code has the opportunity of, of winning this award. And I thought, you know, I mean, there's so many young girls, teens, 20s. I'm like, this old lady ain't getting nothing. You know what I mean? But I'm just happy with the experience that I'm having. So when they called my name on stage, I I literally like kind of froze for a second. I was like, what? What? Me out of everybody here? That is insane. And I just fell in love with Lisa. I fell in love with her team instantly. Their energy, their personalities, uh, we just clicked. So in my mind, I thought, this is really cool. I'll get to go to Miami. That's part of the award. I'm going to have like a fun photo shoot. Um, and that's going to be it. You know what I mean? Like I'll be able to share a little bit more about my platform, which she already kind of knew. Uh, but I thought that that was really it. And then when she reached out to me, I am not kidding. I had chills all over my body when I got a text from her saying, listen, I've got something really exciting that we could possibly do together. And, uh, when she told me that it was collaborating on a palette, I, I mean, my jaw was on the floor. I, I was like, I mean, is it even a question? Absolutely. We're going to do this. <laughs> and then it, from there, I just, you know, began creating and she sent me all these colors. I mean, I had never experienced anything like this. So it was like such an open playing field. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, it's like a kid in a candy store, you know? But I knew when I was creating this palette, one, I wanted it to scream me. I wanted it to be something that I would pull out every single day and want to use. I wanted it to work for all skin tones. And I just wanted it to be a very universal palette, but something that could be used every day, but also helps people kind of step out of the box a little bit and play with some color. I know color can be scary for some people. So I just wanted it to kind of encompass everything that I love. Um, and so my, look, I've got it right here. My palette was born and I am obsessed with it. And it, it just brings so much joy to my heart, knowing that other people are experiencing the same joy that I get from it, you know? <laughs> I love it. And I want to talk a little bit about what is the glam bell. That is your name across all content, social media channels. And I want to ask kind of where that came from. I hadn't come across it yet on your pages when I was doing my digging. So what made you want to one, have that, you know, nickname of the glam bell and name it as the palette as well? It's, it's so funny because it wasn't like this big aha moment that this name came to me. Uh, when I started my YouTube channel, I guess it was probably in like 2014 or so. 
uh, I was just thinking like, what, what is a good name for a YouTube channel? I don't know. I know that I love glamming up. I love glam makeup, but I had this heavy Southern accent 10 years ago. Like it was really, really strong. And anywhere I went, people would be like, where the heck are you from? You have got such a strong, like Southern accent. Uh, and so I just kept thinking Southern Belle and the glam bell was born. <laughs> I love that. That's what I had a, a feeling that I had to do something with Southern because Southern Bell. But I love that. That is such a unique name. And I'm so glad you grabbed it first because that's such a good one to that. Like any Southern person would be like, oh, I'm, I like to glam up and I could be Bell. So you really knew what you were doing with snatching that up at the very beginning. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I thought about it over the years of, you know, changing it. I was like, is this cheesy? As I started to grow, I'm like, is this really like a good name? But I just thought I've already established myself as the Glam Bell. Why am I going to change it now? And now I just, I love it. <laughs> so with starting on YouTube, what was the beginning steps for you? Like what made you really be like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, commit to it and do it, start social media, be that influencer it's, it's really funny because I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would start a YouTube channel. I used to have people ask me every single day. I worked a nine to five corporate America job. I would go into work every day and it, it without fail, somebody would ask me, how did I do my makeup that day? How did I, how did I do my hair that day? How do I do my eyeshadow? And I, I would just repeat myself daily trying to help everyone because I love to share all the tips and tricks that I knew. Um, and going back to high school, I was actually in beauty school and I dropped out my second year. So I'm a beauty school dropout. <laughs> so, so beauty was just always in my realm. I just loved it. Uh, and so one day someone came up to me and said, have you ever thought about starting a YouTube channel? That way you can just send them your video instead of having to go through the whole, you know, step-by-step -step process. And it kind of stuck with me. I was terrified to be on camera. I was terrified to do any, any public speaking. I mean, terrified. And I thought I can't, I, I don't even know where to even begin to do this. So I didn't even know that a camera had a recording feature. Like that's how dumb I was to it. I'm telling you, I knew nothing, but I knew that I had this passion to want to share what I knew with people and help them. And so I just thought, I mean, what do I have to lose? I will do this as like a little side hobby. It'll probably get nowhere, but it'll be a fun outlet for me. And maybe some of my friends will watch my videos and get some, you know, tips and tricks out of it. And so I started my channel. I was so awkward. I hate going back and looking at my first videos. It's so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. But you know, you have to start somewhere. And so I just did it. And I didn't know what I was doing, and it really took me about two years to understand the whole process of editing, uploading, creating, lighting, like, and I'm still learning, you know, you never stop learning, um, but it was a process, and I'm so glad that I didn't give up, because <laughs> there was a lot of times that I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> what would be your advice for someone This may be thinking of starting, you know, on social media at some point, whether it's TikTok or YouTube or even Instagram, what would be your best piece of advice or kind of that golden nugget that you wish you would have known in the beginning? Um, I think the biggest thing is, I, I know it sounds so cliche, but be authentically you. Like that is, that's the best thing that you can do. 
in the beginning of my journey, I remembered you know, consuming all these other people's content and seeing their success with doing it this way or sounding this way. And I would feel like I had to be like that if I was going to be successful. But my content never felt authentic in the beginning because I I didn't know how to just like turn on the camera and like act like I'm talking to a friend. You know what I mean? And the more that I got comfortable with just being me and sharing my life and my story and the tips and tricks that I know and all of that, that's when success came because people, you might have a piece of content that they're drawn to because they can take a nugget of information from it, but it's really your personality and who you are that keeps them coming back. So being authentically yourself is really the best thing. And don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear hold you back. I love that. That is such great advice, especially going into today's society, whether you're in pageantry or in real life, being that authentic, true self is something that you just keep hearing over and over and over. I say this all the time, but in the pageant world, they're over the cookie cutter pageant girl. They're over the quote unquote pageant patty. But now they want that true, authentic girl. So rolling back into the world of pageantry, you said you had started in, you, I think you said 2012 was your Miss Virginia title. What was that like starting in the pageant world? What kind of kickstarted that new journey for you? Um, so briefly, I'll explain how I jumped into pageantry. My husband and I had just uh, just celebrated 12 years of marriage, and we had went through the hardest, hardest time. We almost got divorced. It was it was like a turning point in our marriage, and God came in and just redeemed that, and we were able to stay together. But through that, he I remember he came to me one day and he just looked at me and he said, "I need you to do a pageant. Like you need to do a pageant." I thought what? And he said, um, he said, I'm, I'm serious. He said, it took me 12 years to realize that I'm married to the best Mrs. in the world. And of course, like I took that to heart, like, oh, but also I was like, are you on crack? Like this, what pageants I've never even thought in my life about doing a pageant. And how do you know about pageants? Like what, (laughs) you know, it was just so foreign. Um, but for three months he was relentless would not let me, would not, I mean, he wouldn't take no for an answer. So eventually I was just like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do. The the signs were all there. Um, I would pray every day, like, Lord, am I really supposed to do this? Or what, what, what am I doing? You know, I felt like a fish out of water because I, I had never done a pageant before. Uh, But I, I went in there and just like I talked about before, I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. These people are probably so polished but I'm just going to be authentically me and hopefully they like it. <laughs> and if they don't, then that's okay. But I will do this because I, it was more about facing my fear. And I faced my fear and I won my very first pageant. And that was the beginning of a complete trajectory change in my life. <laughs> so with that first pageant, what do you think you wish you would have known or even may have been able to go back and tell yourself like, Hey, do this or do that. What is something you could think of for that? Oh, I would probably say to not again, very, very, um, uh, cliche, but not to compare yourself. And I know that is so difficult. And I feel like even the most polished pageant people, you walk in and you think that you're, I, I am me, take it or leave it. 
but you walk in and you see all the other beautiful women and you see their dresses and their shoes and their hair and their makeup. And all of a sudden you start feeling like you're not enough. You're not good enough. And that, you know, you, you don't have what it takes. And that's so not true. It's, it, it's so not true. Um, so I definitely say I wouldn't have compared myself because I definitely think comparing myself stole a little bit of joy out of the experience. It really does. And that's the, that's one of the hardest things to kind of learn, especially with people I've had as coaches, like them teaching me like how not to compare yourself. You go in and you're like, oh my goodness, she has the, you know, $5,000 Sherry Hill Couture gown and you're in an off the rack Sherry Hill. And you're just like, how do I, how do I compare myself? But it's like nowadays, I really appreciate that they say it's not the dress. It's about how you wear the dress. Don't let the dress you. And so that's the thing. It's like, you have to think about, okay, if they're here for me, I need to show me, give that, you know, outpour of just who I am and what I'm here for and what I truly stand by, whether it's my morals or whether it's my platform, whatever it is. And definitely just not, you know, the girl next to you may have a story or she may have a life experience that you may not have had. And it can be a good thing or a bad thing. But honestly, you have to remember at the end of the day, who you are is more important to keeping to yourself and knowing who you are is really important. That's one of the things Tim Tialdo, I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he does all the emceeing for the RPM pageants for Miss South Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana, North Carolina for those ones. And one of the things that I had gotten from his interview that I'd done a few months back on the podcast, um, he talked about, you know, having to know who you are. If you go into an interview and you try to pretend that you are the girl next to you or the girl in front of you, that doesn't tell them anything. They're going to be like, who is this girl? She really needs to find herself. So I feel like that's the new trend in pageantry is finding out who you really are. So I go back to your comment about being your true authentic self is you sometimes need to find who that is. You may not know who you are. And a lot of the things I've seen in your content on social media is talking about your faith. And so I definitely want to bring that up myself. I am I, you know, I'm a very faithful person. So I want to talk about that with you of how you found that part of yourself and what you kind of do with it now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, um, you know, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up, you know, in the Christian faith. Um, I, but I was searching just like all of us were searching for something bigger. Like what is, what is, there's gotta be a bigger thing out here, right? Not just like you're born and then you work hard every day and then you die, you know? And, um, so on that journey, um, my husband and I actually, we got together when I was 16, got married when I was 19. So we got married very young, but we kind of went on this, this faith journey together. And, um, so I actually gave my life to Christ when I was 18 and, you know, I've served, served the Lord ever since. And, now looking looking back it's like i can't even imagine the years that my faith wasn't a part of my life i was like how did i get through those years because now i can't imagine not having my faith to lean to lean on to press into um during the good times the bad times the ugly times the you know all of it i i just um it it is who i am so when i when i think about my faith i think about like me, we're like one, you know what I mean? Um, you can't get me without my faith and you can't get my faith without me, you know? <laughs> I love it. That was one of the TikToks when my cousin had sent me your page, I was scrolling through it and it was your get ready with me and you're kind of talking about that. And I was like, 
wow. Like I love sometimes people nowadays are afraid to speak about their spirituality or their faith or you know, anything that has to do with a God at all, it gets almost like a weird negative connotation. And another person I had spoken to on the podcast, um, Hope Harvard, she has Hope Beauty USA, and it's all about women of the Bible. And I mean, it is has a true message behind. She has her own makeup brand, Hope Beauty, and it's just beautiful. And I had never had someone like I felt like I told her I felt like I was in like Sunday school or some sort of like church revival after our interview because it honestly was an hour long of just talking about faith and where what that means and where you stand and finding who you are within it. Like understanding that, you know, you can sin, things happen, but you what you do after it and how you handle it really does say what kind of person you are within your faith. And so it was really interesting. And so I really, when I came across your TikTok of that, I was, I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's so open about it. And it was just so nice, like a breath of fresh air to hear that on your social media. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so sad to me that in, in the day and age that we live that, um, we feel like we have to be silent for fear of, you know, offending someone or, uh, what if someone doesn't align with what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what you do. You're never going to please everyone. Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's about, it's about sharing the love of Christ. So I don't care what the other person looks like, uh, what their lifestyle is, what faith they, you know, believe in. I'm still going to love you like Christ loved the church. And that nothing is going to change the way that I love someone else. You know what I mean? I might have a different belief And I feel like that's what's preached in the media. Like everyone should be accepting, except don't talk about your Christian faith or, you know, you're going to get canceled. But it's like, I, I'm, we're made for such a time as this, right? So I can't be silent because if I'm silent, then I'm not being authentically me, (laughs) you know? Exactly. No, I agree with that. Being that true, back right back to it, being that true, authentic self means so much more than just saying it. Like there is a lot behind it that people need to realize. It's like, no, like be who you are and be unapologetic about it. Be so excited to be, I am who I am. (laughs) Along with that, going, sorry, going back into the pageant world, but you had competed again at the United States system. I hadn't had anyone on the podcast talk about that system yet. So I'd love for you to, you know, talk a little bit about your experience with that and what the state program was like, as well as going to the national program for the United States system. Yeah. Okay. So back in, let's see, I competed in 2021. I decided that I was going to compete. Well, I decided, God decided for me that this is what I was supposed to do uh, because it definitely wasn't in my own power. (laughs) Uh, But in 2020, I remember coming home because I I worked the Mrs. Virginia America pageant every year. I, I After I won or after I gave up my title, I ended up directing for five years. And then I passed on directorship to someone else. And I went back as I had started freelancing as a hair and makeup artist. I went back every single year to do hair and makeup for um, contestants. So I was a part of that system for literally 10 years, right? I remember coming home from that system the Lord had already spoke to me six months prior and said, you're supposed to compete again. And I said, no, I'm not. You're wrong. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm right. And I'm going to prove to you that this is what you're supposed to do. 
on the way home from that pageant, two of my oldest daughters were with me and they said, mom, we really feel like you're supposed to compete again. And I was not knowing, obviously that like, I'd already felt like I was supposed to compete again. I was like, are like, are you serious? Or is this just like, you're on a pageant high because you just came from the pageant, you're excited and what, you know, but they were like, no. And we ended up talking for probably four or five hours and they were just remembering all the experience and all the amazing doors that open and all the things um, from when I had previously held held a title. And I thought, okay, it was that day that I, I knew, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And when in my research of trying to figure out, okay, what system do I do? Um, the United States system just really was highlighted to me. And it was because they are so heavily focused on platform. I mean, they're a system that if you, if you don't have a platform, if you are not there to serve your community, your state, your nation, then you're in the wrong system, you know? And that to me was just, was the drawing point. Uh, because at that point, it, it wasn't about me just getting on the stage in a pretty dress and wanting to hold a title. It was truly about me sharing a new part of my story. Because 10 years ago, my story looked different. A lot happens in 10 years. And I had a new story to share um, and a new platform that I really wanted to to rally. Uh, and so that's, that's how I decided to compete for United States, because they're so heavily platform-based. With talking about that platform, will you give the listeners a little glimpse into what your platform is? Absolutely. So my platform is um, mental health awareness, suicide prevention. And the reason being is because I, you know, I've struggled. I went through chronic illness for about seven years. I was deathly, deathly ill. And it led me down a very deep, dark road. And I almost took my life. Um, and that was a very pivotal moment in my life. I was about to make a permanent decision for a temporary situation. And so in that in that situation I heard the voice of the Lord speak like audibly and and literally told me um not to, you know, take my life and so I knew right then and there that the Lord was going to use my story to save other people's lives. And I, could, I couldn't be silent, especially being in the faith, being in church. It was still like this taboo topic. Like if you're a Christian, why are you struggling? You know, why are you, why are you struggling? You should have this like great, perfect life. Uh, you know, as a Christian, you don't get on medication because then you don't have enough faith and you just need to pray a little harder. Listen, I did it all, you know, um, and the enemy can still get in your head and convince you that it's the only way out of your pain, right? People don't take their life because they want to end their life. They take their life because they want to end the pain that they're feeling. And so I knew in that moment that I was going to, I was going to, you know, help people. And so I rallied together with a nonprofit organization called Runway to Life. And um, I started I started serving on the board for this nonprofit. I walked in their big mental health awareness fashion show for about five years, um, and I'm still on the board. And we just, you know, we go to work every single day trying to help people. We do one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Uh, we do educational classes for businesses, companies, uh, teens, parents, you know, you name it, because a lot of people 
they struggle because they don't know how to process the emotions that they're going through. Um, and so it's it's been such a blessing and an honor to, to not feel like your story is in vain. You know what I mean? Like God will use every part of your story if you let him. That is so inspirational. And I'm so glad that you actually brought that up and talking more about your platform because it really does help people out there. There are some girls that are still trying to figure out, you know, what is my meaning? What is my platform? Why am I here? They want to be a part of this community. They want to serve, but they just don't know where to start. And so I really appreciate you sharing that story with us because it really does help those people out there that are still thinking, you know, like, where can I find purpose? What is the best way? And that's, you know, talking to nonprofits or finding, you know, being your true authentic self, figuring out what within you is important to you. What makes something that really stands out to yourself, not just as the story or as this, like what in you really makes you just shine and just shows exactly what is on the inside. So I really appreciate that coming from you, especially just now, nowadays, mental health is so important. It really is. And that's something that I'm so glad is being brought to the table and is now in the conversation that wasn't there before. It was like you said, it was like kind of, if you're Christian, why do you need medication? Or why are you, you know, pray a little harder, talk about it a little bit more with him. And you're like, no, like, (laughs) it's sometimes you really do need outside help. And, you know, it's hard to say it that way of like, you know, looking away from you, your beliefs or what you, you know, are backing or behind. And sometimes you really do need help, whether it's talking to someone or, you know, using online chat rooms to talk to those health professionals. It really is important. So I definitely will be tagging on here. Of course, the group that you work with your nonprofit so that they can, you know, listen and be a part of the story as well as they've done. But, you know, coming back on the backside of it with pageantry and influencing and all that you've done, what is something that you've learned from all of this that you now like hold with you of like, yes, like I learned this from all of these different situations? Oh, wow. I think the biggest takeaway from every experience is I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And in in the moment when you're feeling a certain way or, you know, going into a competition, you you feel all this pressure and you feel like you can't do hard things. But when you're able to to kind of step away and look back when you've made it through, you realize how strong you truly are and how much you know courage you really do have. Uh, and so I think that's definitely the biggest takeaway. And I think something that I take into every day with me. Today I wake up, I can do hard things. Lord, no matter what comes my way, I know I can do hard things because I made it through those things and I did those things, you know? Making a palette, it wasn't easy. but I did it because I could do hard things. I love that. That's definitely going to be like the caption of this whole podcast episode is I can do hard things. That is so important though, to be able to give your almost like words of affirmation for yourself is like knowing that you can push past your limits. I'm one of those people that say I love stress and that sounds awful because you're like, who wants to be stressed? But it's, I thrive in those like high intense situations of, I know this is hard, I know it's a lot, but I know I can handle it. So it's, I know I can do hard things. I love that. That's so perfect. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm going to have to write it on my mirror. I have all my different affirmations. I'll just have to add that one to the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? I think so. All righty. <laughs> 
In what way has pageants positively impacted you? Oh my goodness. That is such a loaded question because it's it's impacted me in such a positive way in so many different facets of my life. I, I feel like it's it's made me a better wife. It's made me a better mom. I, I feel like it's given me the confidence and courage that I needed to go into a, a new area of um, of line of business into the influencing world. I would have never, I would never be doing what I'm doing right now had I not started in pageantry. Um, it's it's helped me to overcome a literal like deathly fear of public speaking and being able to share what's what's been pent up inside of me. And I just had this fear of being able to spill it out to, you know, to help others through my story. It's given me that confidence to be able to share who I am. Uh, it's And it's given me the confidence going forward to know that nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. If you dream it and you believe it, then you can make it happen. It just takes hard work and dedication, just like anything in life. Uh, you see the fruits of your labor when you, when you put in the work. So it's given me, it's given me, um, a new respect for, you know, hard work. And I don't know, I just, I feel like it's given me like this limitless faith of like all of these things that I didn't think were possible. I mean, my face was just on a billboard in Times Square. (laughs) Like what? That to me seemed impossible, but through pageantry and obviously with my faith, nothing is impossible. So I've learned so much and it's impacted me so positively in so many different areas. Well, you truly have a very inspiring story, Brandy. And I'm so glad that you could join us on the podcast today. And before we sign off, I would love for you to drop any of your social media handles or ways that people can contact you to watch your content or speak with you further. Absolutely. So they can basically look up the Glam Bell on any platform and they'll find me on TikTok. It's Brandy the Glam Bell, but you'll still find me if you put in the Glam Bell. (laughs) I think I'm kind of like trademarked that name now. (laughs) So YouTube, Instagram, um, TikTok, Facebook, all the platforms, they can find me there. They can, you know, private message me. I try to respond to all the messages that I get. Um, it can be overwhelming sometimes, but I love that personal connection with my audience. That is something that I thrive off of. So I love connecting with people. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Brandy, for joining us today on Crowning Moment Podcast. And you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future, but I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of the Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. (laughs) 